right, and welcome to Fast Break Breakfast NBA Podcast. My name is Keith, here once again after a couple of weeks away with my buddies Chuck and John. Hey now. John, how's it going? I'm not saying anything. No. You got nothing to say, John? I don't need catchphrases. No? I especially don't need catchphrases. Pilford Frank Kingsley. Hey, now. That uh, <laughs> Howard Stern pilfered that I pilfered from him. Oh, wow. It's a double pilf. Who says, hey, now, Baba Booey? No, he does. Jackie the Joke Man Martling? It's a, like, a, you know, when people call in, they'll Artie? say, hey, now, hit him with a hey, now, back. Artie Lang. I did I not heard, know that. I heard at Gary Shandling's funeral, Jeffrey Tambor did a sketch as Hank Kingsley. I I wouldn't put it past him and probably was requested by Shanling. It seems that seems proper. No. Didn't Shanling die like suddenly? He did. Was that plastic surgery? Did probably. he die? No, he Botox. knew no, it wasn't incredibly suddenly. He had yeah. a there was he was in the hospital and they knew he was going to die for a little bit. Like he was he was actively dying for a little oh. bit. Because I know he recorded uh I listened to a podcast that he did on someone when he was hospitalized. And it was kind of, I think, I mean, I mean, I guess there was a, I'm not in a hospital in Jerry Seinfeld's car. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not, I'm not totally sure. So I might have to apologize for this next week, but I thought, I thought it wasn't completely sudden. Maybe there was hope of recovery, but he was unwell and gave a a podcast interview while things weren't great. I probably knew what happened to him at one point, but I blacked it out because it was really sad because he was really funny. If you ever want to feel better, just watch that scene from Freaks and Geeks where Martin Starr watches Gary Shandling. Oh. And then you'll be happy again. No, you won't. You'll cry for a really it long time. so sad. <laughs> well, now we're in a dark spot. Hey, hey now. Hey, now. <laughs> what have you guys been doing for the last couple of weeks? I'll tell you what Chuck's not been doing. I not watching watch- Summer League. I uh, know. That's not what I do. <laughs> I, believe, I believe like anything, uh, any... Uh, hobby you need a break from it to truly enjoy it and when you go nose deep in it for 12 months a year you tend to lose the shine so yeah i step away and don't pay attention who half those players that'll never be in the nba do or what they do chuck if you ever need help getting focused on nba summer league i'm here for you no john i'm not gambling just take i'm not gambling Take your paycheck <laughs> and give it to me. And then we will, we will always will ca- be interested. You will care so much. <laughs> you will find ways for your phone to die at 2 p.m. <laughs> I got to say, John, you did, you did really well at, at Vegas Summer League gambling. I, I'm not a gambler. Despite, like, we, we, we talk about it. I don't actually gamble on the sports except for... So this was honestly, being in Vegas was honestly like my virgin run of betting on sports. It was... What a rush, huh? It was a rush. It was terrifying. <laughs> it was, it was, it was, uh, I mean, yeah, it, it was rough. There were so many where I'm like, this is obviously it. You know, like, this is easily this team is going to cover. And then they come out and shoot, you know, four for 25 in the first quarter. And you're like, what are these guys doing? Mm. All right. And, uh... That sounds like every summer league game, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I first started gambling in uh, South Florida on High Lie and lost so many times in a row that I stopped gambling yeah. forever. That makes sense. I did uh, horses too for I was a while. To say I know some pony stories. I had some. I had some horse. I had a horse love for a while, and I did also go to a casino in Shreveport, Louisiana, for four months and pretend to think I was in the movie Grinders or Rounders. Rounders. I like Grinders too. Grinders. <laughs> Grinders was the asylum straight to yeah. video on demand. That was a ra- rounders. Grinders yeah. was the uh, porn parody of rounders. <laughs> Gay porn parody. Give that man his pussy. <laughs> <laughs> so, John, you you watched a lot of summer league. You 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 gambled successfully. The uh, your tell is uh, Oreos. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, two black guys and a white woman. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's Teddy KGB's tell and uh, no. grinders. Oh, uh, can we just do a? Can we just write a script about grinders right now instead of doing a podcast? Uh, Let's spitball it. It's not a. It's not a bad idea. <laughs> what was your What was your go to? Did you have? You have any tips on on the summer league gambling? All right, guys, <clears throat> write this down. Uh, look at the uh, organizations. Look at the 
team that ha- this is the most crucial part the team with the best players <laughs> <laughs> that was the big one uh no really it was just like you had to make twitter was essential uh and you needed to like follow beat reporters for mm-hmm. every team and find out cuz it's all about who's sitting and stuff yeah uh, and then, like, you could kind of tell early on which teams were going to play defense. Like, the Grizzlies were playing defense. A lot of teams were not playing any defense at all. And then after that, it was finding the teams with point guards. So, basically, Ira Winderman it made was, you money. It was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Ira Winderman was essential. <laughs> Although sometimes, like, the Heat, like, they'd Bam would be out, and they still, you know, wouldn't get blown out and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Bam bio was, the, what do you call him? I Bam forgot a potato. Bam, I'm mm-hmm. <laughs> he is awesome. Yeah, he, he's great. It is funny checking Twitter for, to see which players were out. Actually, led me to find out how many NBA teams don't have honestly active beat reporters. Right. Yeah. Like the Pelicans, no, there's no beat reporter. The Grizzlies, there's Grizzlies, no, nothing. There's no beat reporter. There's no one reporting also, whether or not Wayne Selden is going to sit out the. Another last hot game. tip: join our uh, Slack only Patreon exclusive uh, or Patreon only Slack chat. Yeah, and uh, when Keith tells you what he thinks is going to happen, bet on the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. It's the I, did, line. I, I did not lose money. No, I don't think on, you understand the, the big. <laughs> I I explained this to the Slack chat, and you guys were very confused. I didn't bet the same amount on every game. Aha! I went. I went. The Parish line was eleven and eleven. That's good. So you know that's losing with the vig. Got to talk about however. Those units. My my wins, the units were much larger in the wins. Big dogs. My biggest my biggest bets were two down to the wire, terrifying half point Grizzlies covers. <laughs> and I'm hoping you were chasing it at that point. You were down and chasing it. Yeah, yeah. That's oh, when I like it. Well, well, the, the the very first game, like I came out, I came out of the block strong. Like I showed up in Vegas. Like I'm going to go bet on this. Grizzlies Wizards, it was like Grizzlies minus one and a half. And I'm like, the Wizards have no one who belongs in the NBA. This will be fine. And the yeah. Grizzlies were up by 15, I think, going into oh, the that fourth. Was a t- that was a, an embarrassment. And then, they co- and then they collapsed, and then it was tied. But then Wayne Selden saved me. Hey, now. But that, and, that, and that happened again with a... Uh, the cool thing brutal. about gambling, despite the rush Keith just felt, is that... Uh, <laughs> Like you're not even once you start gambling for t- too long, you'd like it, there's just no enjoyment at all. Oh yeah. Like I, I, the other day, I was at work and uh, I looked at my phone and went, "God damn it!" And Chuck goes, "Oh, did you lose money?" I was like, "No, I won. I just didn't bet enough." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I didn't feel any happiness from winning that amount of money. It was just a huge blowout, and I was like, I knew they were going to win. I should see, so it's a lot more. like it's a lot like overindulging in summer league. As an NBA fan, you don't get any real joy out of it. John doesn't enjoy gambling because even when he wins, he wishes he bet more. <laughs> so there's no there's no satisfaction for him. I th- th- this was going to be my my best thing, but since we're already deep in the gambling talk, and we will get to our breakfast. Oh yeah, but uh, my best thing was on the last day when I was down. And I was like, I, I want to win these last two bets. The last two days I was in Summer League, I had the Spurs minus four and a half over the Pelicans. And it was a comeback. Spurs were down uh, from the second quarter on. But they've rallied. They recovered. They hit their free throws. They were up five with one second left. And the Pelicans inbounded it. Quinn Cook banked in a running 30-footer mm-hmm. at the buzzer like to blow the cover. And I was like, you've got to be kidding. It's the like, only time you've ever loved instant replay, isn't it? That is, I was like, this is such a bad beat. But honestly, in the stands, I'm like, that felt late. But they hadn't been reviewing anything at Summer League. But I guess since it was a tournament round, mm-hmm. they did review it after the, after the buzzer. And literally, like it's like a high school gym after the girls game and the boys game's coming on. The teams just leave. The next team starts doing the layup lines. Uh, and I'm sitting there like, man. That was late. I can't believe I just lost that bet. And then they announced, like, after review, the three-pointer is no good. And I was like, now that is a win. <laughs> it was so exciting. So it was the five-point cover. So that was my best thing. But anyway, uh, breakfast, gentlemen. We're already 10 minutes in. Let's mm-hmm. talk about it. What do we have? Let's do it. You go ahead, Chuck. A cliff bar because I'm fat and uh, I need some, you know, like roughage. In you my wear head. it well. I do. Beard's um, a good idea. 
Yeah. Can't see any more chins. I know your chins are so pronounced. They're not even chins anymore. They're just jowls. Just, yeah, you're you're like a floppy like French bulldog. <laughs> um, but you yeah, have, Chuck has a tattoo of a French bulldog on his arm, and it's like looking in a mirror. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I woke up, uh, felt bad about eating way too many uh, Philly cheesesteak buns last night. I sell. Uh, buns getting with, high on your own supply there son <laughs> yeah but well i get paid tomorrow so your boy's broke so i was eating <laughs> yeah. eating uh eating my own food that i cook uh and i had far too many philly cheesesteak bow buns which i use cheese whiz on philly uh, cheesesteak bow buns yeah so they get uh, it so a bow bun is a fluffy uh a fluffy treat uh it's steamed dough that we fill with cool ingredients like uh pork belly or a veg- satan we have seitan which is a vegetarian option and then a philly cheesesteak and uh yeah i'd far and the philly has its og ratchet ass cheese whiz it's the only way to do it and sheet meat nothing f-ing fancy sheet right? meat sheet meat write down and, that uh, f-bomb yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> keith writes time stamp so he knows where to go <laughs> scrub my filthy language work smarter not harder y'all but um yeah that too much cheese whiz and sheet meat will do stuff to your guts so your boy needed a cliff bar this morning cliff bar, straight up I, in honor of you chuck in vegas i had uh, my first bow buns yeah i saw that and fancy me, momofuku it made me so mad yeah keith has been to my truck or my business uh like five times and is yet to buy a single should, item you from should me. wear that with a badge of pride. <laughs> <laughs> All I need to do is make a gummy bear bun. Sending Keith to Momofuku is like, you know, sending a child to the Library of Congress. <laughs> <laughs> What's he even going to do there? Exactly. <laughs> Does he know what, what this is? <laughs> no. I was, I was completely lost. Keith, I'll do mine next because I have questions to ask you regarding your breakfast. Oh, okay. My, my breakfast today was, was uh, incredibly lacking. No surprise. I had some strawberries and mm. some yogurt. Yummy. I'm skipping today's fine. breakfast. Yes, Because I didn't eat it. But yesterday, I had one of the most bizarre breakfasts I've ever had. Okay. So I go to the Braves game. It's a nooner. I'm, a, I'm like a breakfast 10, 30, 11 guy. Yeah. I shoo the breakfast, so my breakfast was actually had at the Braves game. I stayed in this thing called the Diamond Deck. And guys, going to a Braves game and sitting in the Diamond Deck, you are now in the Illuminati. The stamp they give you is invisible to the naked eye. Mm. They do it on the inside of your wrist, and it takes a UV ray to see the stamp. What was was the? And I think it's on here forever. I don't know what it said. Is it the Tower of Babel or only that? It's probably the Eye of Osiris or Moloch or something. (laughs) The Mark of the Beast. I mean, to get down into the crazy place where I had like the most wonderful breakfast ever, a man, and of course all the servants are black. Oh yeah, oh, that's no good. Dressed in all white, I hope. Uh, I was, I, I was, just, not. I was, yeah, I was surprised they didn't have like, white white gloves. This is a combination, <laughs> like going into the Pentagon and going into a country club, and, like eyes wide shut. Pretty, dis- yeah, pretty disturbing. Pretty yeah, they party. were all wearing bird masks. <laughs> uh, but uh, I ended up having like uh, steak with topped with crab and uh, like may- you know omelet bar and everything, and I'm, everything's free. And not everyone's smiling, and they don't even know each other, but they're just slapping each other in the back. <laughs> That's the Illuminati, right? Yeah, that's what Access is. Yeah. Is it's but you were at you were at a, an Atlanta Braves game. Yeah, it was like a, a noon start. We're yeah. talking, and so they they had a special. Was it was that a special breakfast menu or brunch menu, or no. that was just the normal food? If you are really rich, and apparently the tickets I got from this guy was he must be in the Illuminati. <laughs> that's that, I mean, is that where are these Illuminati spots? And this is in the basement. This is underneath the building. Mm. Are these everywhere? That's great. Well, I did go to a um, a Reds game with like similar VIP status tickets with like a it was in a box. Did you have to wear like Nazi gear with food. And hang out with Marge Shot? <laughs> no, but I, yeah, it was just uh, it was, but it, the tickets weren't that expensive. But we got hooked what? up. But we had free food like brats, dogs, steak, like all that stuff. And you had like a it wasn't underneath. There wasn't white gloves and an Illuminati stamp. I have but. my own like personal man. You had a man. <laughs> he would come up to me and he'd be like, what do you need? And I'd be like, what do you mean, what do I need? He's like, what do you want from downstairs? <laughs> and I was like, four Miller Lights? He's like, okay. And I was like, what just happened? And he was back in a mere minutes. You should come up. Someone needs to make an app 
where you just tag where local Illuminati hangouts are. Mm. Absolutely. <laughs> when you're on the road, you're like, where, where's the nearest Illuminati? Uh, yeah. I, I think <laughs> I can show this anywhere. I think they branded me. <laughs> <laughs> it was really, really strange slash awesome. I felt really bad, and then I felt really good, and then I felt really bad again. <laughs> Keith, so you, uh, while you were in Vegas, you know in Vegas there's like different kinds of like... Prostitutes? No, I wasn't going to go there. Like, levels of eating. Yeah. There's, like, fine dining, and then there's, like, really gluttonous buffet eating. That right. sounds like a good idea at the time, but really, it's a really, really bad idea. Right. At least, like, iodine poisoning, you know, malnutrition. Like, you can kill yourself at one of those buffets. Yeah. So what I want you to do is I'm going to bring up summer league players. Okay. Now, as a rule of thumb... They're almost all did pretty well because nobody really wants to talk about the, the Giorgio Milo Papagianuses of the world and stuff like that. Tyler Lydens. Yeah, the, the abject failures. Jake That's, Layman. So let so what we're gonna do is I'll, uh, Jake <laughs> Layman's. Sorry, Neil O'Shea on the broadcast said uh, said something about Jake Layman like he gets too much credit for his shooting and not enough credit for his defense. Which is kind of a nice way to say stuff, but also incredibly backhanded. Saying like, because he's white, you think he can shoot. He actually can't shoot that well. You know? <laughs> well, he had that one game. Yeah, he had a lot. He had a three for 26 stretch, I believe. Woo! Bring back that eye shop. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to bring up some players. I want you to tell me if these are the Tropicana buffets. Like, seem like they're good. Good idea at the time, but probably not going to have any staying power. Or is this like the best breakfast I've ever had in my life is a place called Cinnamon's in Vegas. It's an unbelievable place. Uh, it's got like uh, red velvet pancakes. I don't even like pancakes, and they were just sensual. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> so you're going to tell me, that, that, like this guy's going to, he's going to be either Cinnamon's or Tropicana. Okay. And that's if you think they're, they're actually going to be, you know, this is a staying power all-star level player. Maybe not even all-star, but just like a guy who's really going to contribute. Or if it's, here's, here's how we'll get started, I think, with the perfect guy. Dennis Smith. Uh, Dennis Smith is a finest of fine dining cinnamons buffet. No, cinnamons breakfast. Excuse me. You don't need a buffet. Just the right amount. Uh, it was not volume-based like a buffet. Right. It, it actually was efficient. I don't know if that's what he's going to be in the NBA, but he was blocking shots. His athleticism was on full display, and he was shooting incredibly well. I think of the Mavs, how well Seth Curry did last year, and I got to think with a talent like Dennis Smith Jr., things are going to be very good for him. That's interesting because, like, I like that you brought up that he actually ended up being efficient because in college he didn't seem that efficient. And also, when you watch him play, he doesn't look like – he looks like he's playing like a volume shooter. Right. But I guess he was not. I don't know and, if that and makes he sense. And he probably will eventually, but his shooting percentages were really good in Vegas. And, again, just knocking down threes makes all that difference. Pat McCall. Okay, so Pat McCall – of those I'm making you take a stand here. Of those two options, I'm going to go Tropicana Buffet. Despite the fact he looks really good. This is a guy who played a ton of minutes for the Warriors last year. The one game I bet on the Warriors, he was terrible, which clouds my opinion. Ah. But overall, I think he averaged 20 points. He played a lot of point guard. He ran the Warriors. And full confession, I didn't see as many Warriors games as some other teams because I wasn't as interested in their roster. So... Out of those two options, I'm going to go negative. I think he looked better than he actually is, but he will have every opportunity to prove me wrong this season with the Warriors. Should have plenty of minutes for him. That's interesting that you didn't. So you didn't see much Jordan Bell? I saw some Jordan Bell, mainly the highlights. I uh, thought he looked like he might be Cinnamons. He might, he might be Cinnamons in an incredible, who's the last NBA player to average under four points a game and play meaningful minutes. Mm. Like he only averaged five points at Summer League. Despite yeah. getting a blo bunch he, of block shots and rebounds, he blocked all of their shots. Yeah, he had what he had that five by five game. Come on yeah. now, come on now. That's what I order at In and Out. Like it's yeah. just sprung. double double five by five, five by five animal style, mm -hmm. extra onions, mm -hmm. pepper, extra hipster sauce. All right, let's go. Let's get. I think I know your answer here. Caleb Swanigan. Caleb Swanigan. I'll go cinnamons breakfast based on him being 
my sixth man of the year choice for the next eight years. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's like a more athletic or just a stronger, more cut, more physically cut Al Jefferson. I really wish Swanigan was lefty. I feel like if he's lefty, he'd be this unstoppable bench force, a plodding, kind of slow, very slow post score, the likes of which have really fallen out of vogue in the NBA. And he can shoot Memphis the tray Grizzlies. too though. But I'm I'm excited about watching him play. I hope there's I hope there's a role for him. Much like Alan Williams two years ago in Summer League, I thought was incredible, is an unmovable down low scorer. He since came back into the league and is now going to be the Suns, maybe starter at center, and he's okay. Uh I think Swanigan might turn out to be like a really good just bench big. So I guess for that role, give me that cinnamon's breakfast. Your binky, Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell, as my podcast earlier this week with Sam Vicini, he pointed out he might be the one guy the hype has gone too far. Uh, he had some Utah Summer League. He was locked in, knocked down. He only played two games in Vegas. One of them was against the Grizzlies. He had 37 points and eight steals. So that was great. Half of those steals, at least, were Wade Baldwin. Yeah, I was about to say, you don't get knowing, to guard Wade Baldwin every game. Yeah, not knowing <laughs> whose team he was on. I mean, he, he had, I think he had four of those steals were standstill. The Grizzlies just threw him the ball. Uh, he shot a bad percentage, honestly. He had a 9 for 26 game in his other game at Vegas. So that's tough. I mean, everyone's talking him up so much. And again, I love what I saw from the 13 spot in the draft. You're excited to get him. So I would say... It's tough. It's like going to Tropicana Buffet, but you actually end up at the Mirage Buffet, and it's mm-hmm. a little better. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like he's gonna. He, it's still a bad decision. I don't know. I, so what, what? What do you say, John? That, that's that's a hard I'm, one to answer. I'm buffeting him. Yeah. I think he's like. This is the level of competition he can play well against, and I don't know. I don't. He didn't have the type of game to me that looked like he'd be able to do that. Like. None of it was mental. It was all physical. To uh-huh. me, and that, that that's like like we're not even gonna do Lonzo Ball because I know what you're gonna say Cinnamon's he was awesome, but Lonzo like his game was so mentally advanced. I thought that he can get better at all the other stuff. Whereas Donovan Mitchell, I just kind of felt like he just ran ran around like a madman doing what he wanted to because he could and because the matchups dictated it. But he didn't seem like you know a guy who changes the game by his by his. If he's not making his shots, he could be killing you. Right, and I think he might make his shots. I mean, everything I've heard now, back backing up and reading about him in college and reading stuff his coaches have said, is his shot just keeps improving. He's a very good form. Like, his coaches think he's going to be a great shooter. And I will his say... His coaches also bought him prostitutes. Right. Uh, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's legal fact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, um, I do say, in that Grizzlies game, the Grizzlies, who had a very good summer league defense with a bunch of guys who are have NBA experience, were focusing completely on trying to stop Donovan Mitchell, and they really could not. He just kept murdering them in pick and rolls. So I, I, do, I think the future is bright for Donovan Mitchell. Is he going to be a multi-time all-star? Probably not, but he, he could. So, again, he's the guy who, like, I think of, like, the past summer league stalwarts who, like, disappeared. To me, he could be that guy. It could be. He seems that guy more than the other. Like, okay, if you like Donovan Mitchell, I want to know how you feel about Brent Forbes. Uh, Brent Forbes, I just think, is the next Patty Mills. Ah. I think he's the next guy because he was... What, just a he, chucker? But in a good way. Yeah. I mean, he scored 26 points per game. He, he had some volume shooting nights where he missed a lot of shots, but then came through at the end. Uh, he was head and shoulders better than the other players in Vegas. Isn't it irritating how the Spurs and Warriors keep getting these second round guys? Yeah. Well, Bryn Forbes like played some last year and it just seems like with more confidence, a bigger role, it seems highly likely. I don't know how uh, Deontay Murray fits in the rotation, but like, are they going to start Patty Mills? And then Bryn Forbes can be the, be the new backup. I don't know. Like before Tony Parker gets back, but no, I really liked what I saw from Bryn Forbes. And I think he's uh, one of those frustrating Spurs steals or fines let's go large for our last one okay all of the kings all of the kings the so kings all georgios De'Aaron. as a group or individually like buddy healed 
As a group. As a group. As, so as, as a, a group, group. Chuck, tro- you can take this one. Yeah, that's the Tropicana, bro. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say that out loud, watching uh, very little Summer League outside of highlights. And that's um, what we're talking about. We're talking about organizational distress. Oh, yeah. Well, and that, I think that stuff matters. And you guys laugh at me when I when I bring that up about the heat, that people care about culture and stuff. Oh, but heat, the Summer League heat team looked good. So, I mean, <laughs> that kind of stuff's like, uh, it's important. And dysfunction is dysfunction. When an organization isn't run properly, it all comes out on the on the court i have a question you about can feel a, vladi's presence you can I, I have a question about a player i've read about i haven't heard much about him do you know this guy cash considerations uh, <laughs> i think he was like the he was the, the bull star the, the bulls the bull shot 23 percent in the game <laughs> largely because of cash considerations <laughs> hey man had campaign play by the way oh my <laughs> Um, hey, deep, fire Garpax. Deep. Oh, that that billboard went up, up in uh, <laughs> hashtag fire Garpax. I was gonna say deep dive on the Kings roster. They had summer league Hall of Famer Jack Cooley. <laughs> I actually wagered a very small amount on the Kings when they played the Grizzlies based on Jack Cooley. I assume would destroy Deontay Davis and Joe Martin. Uh, the crowd was chanting for Jack Cooley, and they did not even put him back in the game. Oh. They also had epic summer league name Phil Scrub. Oh, really good. That's that is. That is That's a good great as summer league name. I will say I, I was there for the uh, Giorgio's Papianis game where he might have played his best game of his career. I think he I think he hit four straight shots at one point on uh, on dunks. And who had a better summer league, uh, Giorgio's or Harry Giles, who did not play? <laughs> uh, Darren Fox, I guess we should say because he's the big name. He looked fast. He looked super fast. Having a point guard who can't shoot free throws is not good. And I don't think that's going to work. <laughs> so I, I feel bad for the Kings there. I, that's, that's tough to build They've around. They've learned nothing from the Rajon Rondo Sh- era. Yeah, shades, shades of, of Alfred Payton. Can I be honest with you guys? If uh, you got together before the podcast and just made up names to talk about, <laughs> I would have probably believed you. Oh, yeah. all of that this. should have been. We should have done a game of scones for Is you, Chuck. Real, real NBA. Real or fake. <laughs> we we can do this right now. Dinklage, Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage. NBA game of scones. Dinklage, Peter Dinklage. All right, Chuck. All right, Chuck. We're going to do a game of scones? Yeah. yeah, just like. This is on, on, on the spot. Pick a name, and I'll tell you if it's real or not. Tell me the name that is real. Lonzo Valentine. Kyle Kuzma. Caleb Swanigan. It was real or fake? Because you, Buddy Healed, the fake one. Yeah. Which one was the fake one? The first one. Because well I, uh, yeah, because well Kuzma, like he caught that seventy foot alley oop from Ball. That's right. That was bad. All right, we're uh, gonna try it again. This right. time you gotta find. I know, I know some, but some of them no, are like. I'm, I'm gonna name. do. I'm gonna give you three. Tell me the fake. Okay, okay. cool. Jeff, Ledbetter, Jonathan, Morgan. Jaron, Blossom game. Oh my God! I think I would lose too, Chuck. <laughs> Although I feel like I, I have a theory. Blossom game is too amazing to be fake. <laughs> it is far too amazing. I'm There's throwing no it way out. I could have made that. You, you're not <laughs> that last cre- thirty. Seconds. You're not that creative. No one um, is. All right. Well, here's what. Here's what are the other two? What are the other two? Ledbetter and Jeff Ledbetter and Jonathan Morgan. Jonathan Morgan. Jaron Blossom game. Jonathan Morgan sounds like a, a a fake one. As far as I know, there was no Jonathan Morgan. Okay. <laughs> All right. Pick the fake one out of this one. All right. John Collins, Justin Collins, Zach Collins. Justin Collins. Chuck's on fire. Chuck is on I know John Collins fire. had that crazy. He plays for Atlanta, right? Collins? John Collins? Yep. See, I'm look. I'm not as dumb as I look. All I just right, don't Chuck. care right, at right, all. Chuck. Definitely not as dumb as you look. I know. Way dumber. John Clavel. Kobe Simmons, Wes Washpun. Looking for the real or the fake? I know there's a Kobe somewhere. There's one fake. There's one a Co- fake. Kobe. Kobe's playing for the Grizzlies, right? Kobe Simmons. Kobe Simmons. Correct. He is the poor man's Tony Roten. Okay. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. Two way contract. I don't know what competition there was for that. Um. So Kobe's real. I heard of that one. Um. What are the other names? John Clavel. Wes Washpun. Yeah, I don't think you could make up Washpun. I don't think you got the skills for that. So yeah, Clavel. Where are you getting that name from? Well, he actually said Clavel played on the Heat. His oh. name is actually Gian. Yo, <laughs> we get him on the margins. 
right. What All you right. got? Bird. This is pretty okay, good. This is the last one. Last one. Um, <clears throat> which of these guys is an NBA player? Tyler Linden, Georgios Papagianis, Justin Jackson. So the, this is the opposite. I have to pick the NBA player. Yes. Papagianis. Uh, Actually, trick question, none of those guys are going to be NBA players. We said last one. I, 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 I have one more. I have one more. This is the final Game of Scones for Chuck. Which one of these players did not play at Vegas Summer League? Cedric Henderson Jr. Sam Cassell Jr. Lamond Murray Jr. Lamond Murray Jr. I'm sorry, it's incorrect. Sam Cassell, Sam Cassell Jr. No, Cedric Henderson Jr. Really? Sam Cassell has offspring? What does this child look Send like? Send us photos immediately. <laughs> uh, Everyone, pause your podcast. Google Sam, Sam Cassell, Cassell Jr. Sam Cassell Jr. looks less like Sam Cassell than Mike Conley Jr. looks like Mike Conley. That is a good... That is a that's good a looking fantastic. Woman. That's fantastic genes. I'm glad Sam Cassell was a millionaire and he could wash out that <laughs> ugly face from his genetic pool in the future. All right. Well, oh my God, this is not his child. <laughs> I, there I, has been some by the treachery. Way, <laughs> He's been cucked. D- does <laughs> Sam's been cucked? Big ball dance cucked. John, does the internet say if it is in fact his child? All I know is there was a Sam Cassell Jr. there. Right. There I don't actually a, know if it was Sam Cassell. Right, trial. there could just be a regular Sam Cassell in Philly that had a kid and right. th- that he has to go by Junior. Oh, it's the son of Shalonda Gross and Sam Cassell Senior, who had a 15-year NBA playing career and was known for the big balls dance. <laughs> I would not have gotten Shalonda Gross in the real name game. Ooh, that's a good one. Shalonda Gross is pretty foul. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, so those were our our breakfasts. We didn't do an apology. I guess my breakfast in bed apology is I'm sorry, dear wife, who does not listen to this podcast, for going to Vegas for pretty much seven days, leaving you home alone, seven months pregnant, with a two-year-old. Oh, my God. And I thought the intro was dark. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that was brutal. And then that was a game (laughs) of scones, a lot of fun. I guess we will stick a little ad in here. Just a reminder, uh, month of July and probably August, if you write an iTunes review, we will read it on air. I forgot to queue one up for Chuck. There is one in the chamber waiting to be read. We'll do that next week. Uh, so if you write an iTunes review, we will read it on air. Anything you want to plug, be it your book or your podcast or your band or your Twitter handle, we will do it as long as it is not horribly offensive. Also, if you want to support our show directly, you can go to patreon.com slash fast break breakfast. All that money goes directly to us. That money is pretty much used exclusively for buying ads. The rest of it just sits there. We haven't done anything with it yet. So if you want to help us grow our podcast, the best way, and we love all of you who have done that. By the way, in Vegas, I ran into a Patreon supporter. No way. Randomly. Shout out Tara, who blogs and podcasts about the Blazers. No way. So many Blazers fans. That's a fun team. A lot of Blazers fans. I keep meeting Blazers and Lakers people in person. Obviously, West Coast, but so friendly. I was sitting with some guys who I'd met at the SB Nation house and came back, and Tara was there, and she's like, are you Keith from Fast Are you Gigi Dottomi? Like, (laughs) by by my voice. Really? It is grating. Yeah. It's an awful voice. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I got a I got a voice made for for podcasts. silent film. <laughs> you would be an amazing silent film. I can just see you tying your wife to a train. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, track or train or, or a train. train. Yeah, Sometimes too. they put them right on the, on on the front, front of the train. What is that yeah. thing called? Like, on the, the cow ca- killer, the cow catcher, the cow catcher. Cow catcher. Yeah. Well, yeah. So so thanks to all of you guys who have supported our show. The rest of you guys can do that at patreoncom breakfast. All right, steak and eggs, best thing. It's been two weeks, tons of stuff has happened. What is your steak and eggs best thing? Mm, I know yours is Chuck. Got, Chuck's has to be only one thing. Got to be the precarious situation going on there in the uh, state of Ohio. The Cleveland Cavaliers. Don't worry, they, their savior's coming. Is he? Who is it, Derrick Rose? Oh, yes. Oh, I can't wait for that. <laughs> the Here's thousandth the best player in the NBA. Uh, uh, easily. Um, and whatever he won't, he, he'll just be wearing a suit the whole time in Cleveland. It's not like he's going to put on a jersey. There it is. Um, 
So yeah, uh, Kyrie Irving was quoted as to say that the uh, the situation there is precarious, which is a big word for a guy who doesn't think the earth is round. He's a Duke blue devil. Um, and yeah, it's looking like GM LeBron. Now we all know LeBron isn't actually the GM, right, guys? He's not actually. The he GM. used to be. Now, but now what, it's Thunder Dan Gilbert. What what has he done? He pushed for Tristan Thompson's ridiculous contract. J.R. Smith's ridiculous contract. Now uh, the Cavs are in taxpayer hell. He if, built a championship wh- team. Where they belong. Don't matter. Where they belong. Um, they're in taxpayer hell. They have, uh, if they sign Derrick Rose for $2.5 million, they go 12 over the tax, or luxury tax. So they'll pay 12 in luxury tax, which is incredible because I hate Dan Gilbert. That comic sans terrorist. Maybe LeBron is like Kaiser Sozang this whole situation and making it so he can justifiably leave to, for the Lakers. Very much and look so. like the good guy. I have a theory, could be conspiratorial. Oh. That Dwayne Wade, heat lifer. When we say, wait, he's playing for Chicago. What better way to destroy the Chicago organization than send a sleeper agent? Oh, yeah. And just dis- and just ruin it. I mean, look at that team now. Shambles. The best player on that team is Dwayne Wade. Is I mean, <laughs> just about Robin Lopez, Cameron, Cameron Payne. Um, but yeah, got Jimmy Butler's gone. He's basically done what uh, Pat Riley couldn't do, which is uh, make the Bulls completely irrelevant for five years. So congratulations, sleeper sleeper agent Dwayne Wade, Heat Lifer. You did it. Maybe Pat's in Garpax. Is there, is there a tie there? Phil has a tie. Ooh, it's all connected. Phil's being the ultimate. <laughs> you know where you can find this out at? At your Illuminati ballpark game. That's right. Just go in there and start asking questions. You got to get like, a oh, I got you, ultraviolet bro. brand. <laughs> oh, oh, make sure you're white. <laughs> it's pretty big. Keith, do you have a steak and eggs best of the week? Yeah, my steak and eggs was uh, going to Vegas and not being yoked with both of you in Vegas, Uh-oh. which is still something I have nightmares just envisioning. John and I talked about that. I won't even get in a van to drive to Memphis with John and Chuck, who I almost did once, and John was like, you know, you actually shouldn't get in this van. No. <laughs> no, man. There's, like, people shooting up while they're driving. <laughs> it's insulin, but it's still shooting up. Yeah, and I hate needles. Right. Woo! There's footage of me reacting to those yeah, needles. Yeah, John hates it. But my buddy was driving because he's a control freak and refuses to sit in any seat but the driver's seat in a van because he's a lead singer shout out matt friction um he is also severely diabetic and treats his body like a dumpster so <laughs> he had to his blood sugar was low he's feeling bad so we had to shoot him up with diabetes as he drove on the way to memphis but the control freak lets you guys shoot him up. yeah he was like here take this needle and put it in my body i'm like bro and the, I the van the van it. rides half the battle i'm envisioning uh, i'm envisioning pulp fiction <laughs> like a happy pen in Here's the chest a, <laughs> the first thing that happens when you get in the van is i go hey guys look i got these hangover pills everybody take them when you won't be hung over tomorrow and then, like, 40 minutes later, when they all have boners, I'm like, those weren't hangover pills. Yeah. Those were dick pills. John goes and takes <laughs> dick pills from the from the gas station, the one that's like, has, you know, rhino horn in it. I hide an Arby's sandwich in everyone's luggage. Mm-hmm. And I found it. And I ate all of it. <laughs> it was a little game show that I had. Now, I? now, take that to Vegas. And instead of Arby's sandwich, it's hookers it's and It's a blue. woman. <laughs> well, I can't. So, you know, when you walk down the Vegas Strip and there's just people barking at you on all, from all walks of life to either like, hey, you guys need something to party with. You guys looking to party tonight. Mm-hmm. Hey, you guys want to go to a strip club. You guys looking for some ladies. Hey, you guys want, want somebody to hang out with tonight. You know, it's nonstop. There's, there's, there's like, I don't know, borderline homeless Immigrant people in large oversized T-shirts handing out the flyers. Yeah. There's guys in suits who are like, you gentlemen looking for companionship tonight? And then there's just like regular... This was this was actually new, this trip. Like just regular run-of-the-mill, you could see him at Panera Bread, just like 30-year-old girl on her phone. And then you walk by, she's like, we going to strip clubs tonight, guys? We're going to and I was like, whoa! Like, it surprised me, because normally you can see him coming. That's incognito mode. It was incognito mode. <laughs> I assume walking down the strip with Chuck... Every you one, every, yes to every one of Every them. one of those interactions yes. takes like two yes. minutes. First of all, you yes. guys... Yes, yes, no, yes. No, I'm very picky. What? Um, I am. When in Vegas, I know the best places to go, and I'm not just going to some randos on the street. I have picky. spots. Well, so the funny Chuck thing... Chuck lives with an unemployed stripper. <laughs> That's hard to be an unemployed stripper. <laughs> it is, but not in Nashville. There's well, only funny, so one many of the so many of the barkers present it to me in such an unappealing fashion, where it's easy for me to say no. 
They're like, like, hey, you want to see some tits? Yeah. And I'm like, oh. No. No. But then, like, a guy. A <laughs> yes. Guy, like, like, yeah, yeah. Well, see, that's where John and I are different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, 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 like, a guy in a suit, like, 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 there was this one guy who was, like, 6'5", 250, dressed really well, just standing outside the door in the casinos. And he was like, are you looking to find some female companionship this evening? I was like, I'm not. Yes. But your presentation made me yeah. stop for two seconds and be like, oh, this guy knows what's going on. Yes. Right. If he would have soft-sold you and maybe got you in with a little hook first, it was like, hey, bud, how you doing? Could I, what, do you, what are you here for? And then built you up and then got you in. Are you it. looking for a... And then once you, yeah, once you had that compatibility... Are you looking for a counter-service burrito? Mm, that's um, oh, that's right. Hell yeah. I'll, I'll get to, a free limo ride to a Chipotle. Uh, yes, okay. I go yes. to malls a lot to see movies, and I'm embarrassed to say that I have fallen for the thing where you walk by one of those kiosks and they're like, "Oh man, those are really cool glasses. Can I see those?" And I'll be, like, "Oh yeah, sure, man. I got them." And then he starts selling me perfume or something. And I'm like, <laughs> "Oh, my life is sad." So I guess it's it, yeah. So it's good to be free in Vegas, but unworried with the concerns of what Chuck and John would get me into. Well, John told me he was afraid of my womanizing and drug use, and I told John I've seen him on drugs at Bonnaroo, and his face does things. It's yeah, like, it's like his eyes will move in two different directions. His mouth will I call like, it goldfishing. Yeah, it's a goldfish face. Yeah, I'm it's, just it's kind of disturbing. I like don't go to Vegas because I just know I'll never. You know, come back. that's like your. Yeah. <laughs> That's like why I don't buy... I can do what? <laughs> You'll give me a marker. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> you have your own credit bureau? This just... drink is free? <laughs> That's the... <laughs> You'll extend me how much? Oh my God. El Dorado, I found you. So we just have to go to Orlando? Yeah, Orlando Summer League. I think it's harder to get in trouble there. I mean, I, I, I'm, Although a, you guys... I'm a big baller. I stay in my lane. Yeah. You stay in your lane? <laughs> That's smart. That's like how I don't. That's like the the big version of how I don't buy video games because I know I'll just play them. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> anyway, so John, what's your uh, you got a stick and eggs best thing? No, man, because you just erased my mind. Now I'm thinking about living in Vegas all the time. Dude, <laughs> we should live in Vegas. Free rooms? Mm, they're not free. They're not free. Oh, they're free if you sit at that table long enough. I, which means I promise you. Which means you ain't. That isn't. That, that isn't even really the you business model. When anymore. I've been to Vegas, they've given me a room that I never even went to. Mm. Yeah, that's one. Last time I was there, I gambled probably two and a half straight days. Yeah, John, you shouldn't do that. No, okay, man, we'll stay away from Vegas. Well, what's your, you got? You got an opposite of that. What's your uh, cream of wheat? Worst of week. Um. For me, it's just, like the Kings thing is getting sadder by the second. Just they got there. It looked like they had a savior of sorts in Perry, and he's immediately gone. I think that's a strange. Uh, I don't know. I think the the the, the Perry thing is strange. Like he went to the Knicks. I do kind of like the Kings hiring a guy. Him working for like a month or two, and then them turning him over to another franchise and getting financial compensation and a second round draft pick. The Knicks paying a second round draft pick for someone who's going to be your second or third in command seems bizarre. Yeah, but, but Vla- I mean, it was just not Vladi. Well, it was. That's it, the best candidate for that job is not Vladi. Yeah, I, and I don't. I, I don't think the Kings. I don't praise their offseason very much. I feel like they should have kept their cap sheet open so they could take some bad contracts and pick up some assets as opposed to paying $20 million for Vince Carter and Zach Randolph. I, I know we're not supposed to pay attention to summer league at all, but uh-huh. like Labissier was depressing to me. He Buddy Heald was depressing to me. Buddy Heald got destroyed by Wayne Seldon. Yeah. Wayne Seldon took it right to him and talked to him the entire game. If I had remembered to do a best, but I'd, didn't remember it would have been Wayne Seldon. <laughs> you can take it, yeah. Wayne Seldon, as I've talked about a couple times already. Uh, I hope Wayne he beats Seldon. out Ben McLemore for that job. I mean, Jayhawk on Jayhawk violence. When I tongue in cheek say he's the Grizzlies starter, I know he's not a, an elite NBA player. That's just more of a joke about how bad the Grizzlies shooting guard. But he's their third best player, right? Yeah, yeah, he could be. <laughs> I got, I got, a, I got a little pushback from. Honestly, I don't know if you listened to it yet, John. This Memphis podcast, The Outsiders, is really, really funny. Uh, and uh, they they say some, they have a great perspective on all the Grizzlies things. They're they're pretty they're very anti Chris Wallace and they're funny about it. But I think the last podcast I listened to, Bill Simmons still worked for ESPN. So, <laughs> but they it's were been uh, a while. They, I I put down Tyreek Evans. They kind of built Tyreek Evans up, but they they make fun, they make fun of me for. Can we just call him Reek? Over, overestimating. <laughs> yeah, I'm Reek. 
for overestimating James Ennis. I'm not saying James Ennis is good. I've, I've been there. Sh- I'm saying he's the third yet. best player. I've been I've been on the James <laughs> Ennis King James uh, hope train before. I know where it leads. You guys are gonna be sad. What's your? You got a worst a week, Chuck? Yeah, man. This uh, who cares about part of this banana boat hookup in Houston? You know, Melo's gonna suck next year. Yeah, uh, I think he's he's reached his uh, he's on his downside. I'm calling it. His numbers are going to decline. He's not going to be as good, or he's obviously he's never been efficient. He's just going to stink. And why the Rockets would want him is kind of confusing to me. To go back to a point I made in earlier podcasts, it really shows that Mike D'Antoni has nothing to do with roster construction, right? Because there has to be no way he wants to be uh, coaching Melo with with uh, Chris Paul already on the team. Which you know, any Chris Paul led team is going to you know be slower. Unless they, right? Unless you know, just because his his uh, style of play it's, isn't to to push the ball, he's a the know. style of play thing is. Keith, do you think they can run that same offense they ran last year with Chris Paul? And you said Chris Paul is slower. Mello is the Mello slowest is ball stopper. Mello is a really good catch and shoot open shot three point shooter. So he'll have. That's what they're. That's what very they want. very good. So yeah. crack open your whole roster for a guy that you can replace. You're not basically, gonna... I mean there are, there are other good catch and shoot. No, I, but Melo is also an elite mid range scorer. He's good on the post. Uh, he is but not that team worse doesn't at defense. Mid range shots. He's not worse at defense than Ryan Anderson. They're going to. No, why? they're going to they're they're going to exploit the market inefficiency of these wide open shots. You're probably right. When it got to the playoffs of the Spurs saying. We know they're not going to shoot mid-range shots. It actually hurt them. Like, yeah. like the Spurs adjusted in a seven-game series. They shut down the three. They tried to shut down the three-point line, and they knew they just had to guard the rim. Chris Paul is going to light it up because he's incredible. He's a, a great Chris Paul mid-range shot is a good shot because mm. the expected yeah. value is you know over one point one points, right, right, which right. is your average possession. I think I'm pretending like I'm smart right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I do that sometimes. The I think Carmel Anthony. I can talk myself into it that if you just if it's just Ryan Anderson yeah. for. Carmelo Anthony, Ryan Anderson, obviously a bigger floor spacer because he can do five feet behind the line. But I'm of the opinion that adding good players is always good, but I just think that it's an interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Well, and I I think it'll be a success, but I it's just interesting. And you're betting a lot on like chemistry there. You're going from a guy, you know, Harden, who rightfully earned his position as the leader of that team over you know years. And now bringing in Chris Paul, who's never not been the leader of a team, and Mello, who thinks he's the king of New York. So, like, right. you, you've got that that sort of like chemistry thing. Where I think is going to, you know, while it could work on paper, I'm not sure if that sort of uh, team with that many uh, strong-headed leaders are going to be able to fit with each other. Well, I think James Harden doesn't want to lead. Is possible. That's very possible. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're right. He just wants to hit the strip clubs with yeah. his 220 million dollar extension. Mm-hmm. The, Shout out! Uh, yeah, that's a that's a great question, Chuck. Like, I don't know if 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 those personalities uh, would mesh. My my worst thing, kind of wrapping up the show, wrapping up all mentions of Vegas. I won't talk about Vegas anymore. I actually got ripped off in Vegas. No, my first day there. Uh, don't Venmo for drugs, dude. <laughs> right. Don't do it. It, it wasn't you that. Do. No. So so and this is also kind of a gripe. So I show up in Vegas not having a media pass. Like, like I found out I didn't get a media pass a couple weeks before, but then I was trying to back-channel some things. Uh, thought maybe I'd have a chance. But turned out officially no media pass a couple days before. And just like the year before, I didn't find out. I, I didn't find out I didn't have a media pass until a couple days before I got there. Anyway, getting tickets to, to the games has never been an issue before. It's Summer League. Like, you just show up, you buy right. a ticket. Yes, it's like the, the summer Super Bowl for Lakers and Sixers fans, and so <laughs> it's gotten more and more crowded. So I show up in Vegas on Friday. The Lakers are playing Friday night, Lonzo Ball's premier game, or first game. It's sold out. Like, Summer League's sold out. No. So, I, so I've now flown to Vegas, and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Like, it's sold out. I look on StubHub. Cheapest tickets are $300. This is a $30 general admission ticket. What? Um, Why would you? First of all, $30 to watch that is a bit much. Well, yeah. it's 30, High school gym. It's $30 for the whole day. Oh, okay. You know, so like eight okay. games. So, okay. er, so every day is $30. Um, the, and worse, like they're playing the Celtics on Saturday. Saturday's already sold out too. Yeah. So I show up at the Vegas on Friday and it's like, you got to be kidding me. This is sold out Friday and Saturday. I can't even like I can't even get to watch the Grizzlies on Saturday when no one is going to be in this gym because that this is ticket, this is yeah. this is killing me. So so what did you do? So I go I go down to the you know I just go down to the turn, 
Thomas and Mack Center looking for scalpers. You know, and and so I find I find a scalper, and he's like, you know, here's a ticket. Uh, he's like, how much? He's like, forty bucks. I'm like, all right, cool. So forty bucks. I look at this ticket, and it actually says, um, good any day. And I'm like, oh, this could be my Saturday ticket. So I need a Friday ticket. This could be my Saturday ticket. So I'm, I'll I'll see if I can buy another ticket from a scalper. It's my Friday ticket. Uh, and so I, I buy it from another guy who. This guy this guy was walking faster, and looked less. The first guy I bought from had a stack. Of tickets, mm-hmm. he felt like this guy. This is his corner. Like this is fine. <laughs> um, the next guy I bought it from, uh, he's like thirty bucks to get in. I'm like, okay, cool, thirty bucks. I go up to scan the ticket. No, it's no good. Like it, it's a used ticket. So now I'm like, oh, I got ripped off. Did I get ripped off twice? Like mm-hmm. this sucks. Uh, and so I look to find the guy, and the guy's gone. No, of course. So I go back to the first guy, thinking all these tickets are scams, and I'm like, yeah, the ticket didn't work. And it actually was the other guy's ticket. Um, and, and so, so this first scalper says, it's like, no, 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 my ticket's good. My ticket's good. This is Keith's one crazy night movie. (laughs) It really was. And so so I'm like, no, it didn't work. And, and I I was was like, it didn't work, man. Like I want my 40 bucks back knowing I already lost 30 bucks to this other guy. (laughs) And he's like, and and another guy was with him was like, no, no, give him another ticket. He's like, I'll I'll walk you to the door. I'm like, oh, okay. Like that seems good. (laughs) So then you went and scammed a scalper. So you ripped that guy off. I actually didn't because I, I gave him, I gave him his good ticket back. Okay. I didn't. I did not give him the bad ticket. I could uh, not do that. So that, Keith's, that, Keith's rationale. See, I was, would have done that. Keith's rationale was he got, he bought one bad ticket. Went mmm. All scalper tickets bad. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I mean, for me that was a reasonable assumption. Like it I'm is. walking to the game. I buy two tickets. The fir- I go to use the ticket. It doesn't work. I turn around. The guy's gone. I, I see the other guy. But anyway, so the other guy gave me his. He, he, I exchanged the good ticket that he had, and he gave me a ticket for that day. And then his buddy walked to the door with me. Got me in, and I was like, okay. And the guy was like, yeah, man, we're doing this for real. Like, we're going to be out here. And then I'm getting my ticket scanned at the same lady. And I was like, is scalping legal here? She's like, oh, no, it's not legal. You know, but so I did. So I, I, I lost 30 bucks on that Nothing first Nothing fun is legal, Keith. Nothing nope. fun is legal. But, so that, that was my worst. Uh, ultimate Frisbee. Yeah. Is that legal? Gambling on it is not. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Found the loophole. Well, that's the worst thing. Uh, par fade away. We got, we got, you know, getting out of here. It's now the off season. Mm-hmm. It's now officially the off season. Yeah, we're it's deep now in. save it's... big three episodes. Mm. Uh, so I don't, I don't run out of them. Yeah, listen, <laughs> listen to podcasts. Fine wine. Read about trade rumors. Going to going to see the movies. Mm. The movies. Uh, quick question: As my par fade away, are the Grizzlies going to do anything else? They have to because they have too many players. There's, no pl- there's like no like they, they signed Mario Chalmers. Yay, Diamond Rio. Uh, they don't have any. If they get Jermichael Green back, they have 16 players, and they still have unsigned second round draft picks. They got to do something. Uh, I'm down. I'm so dark. I'm in a dark spot. Mm. Yep. I'm You'll my make the playoffs off. with Mark with a healthy Mark and health, healthy. Uh, Will we? Yeah, I think you can. Those two players are in the peak of their prime. And when you have two really good players, you're going to win 40 or 50. Tyreek Evans has played 1% of his plays at point guard for the last seven years. Oh. And everyone's like, he's the backup point. Mm. No, it's, man. Diamond Rio is. Diamond Duh. Rio. If Diamond Rio can beat Chuck in a foot race, I say let's guarantee that contract. Done. D- Diamond Rio could beat Chuck in a foot race hopping on one foot. Probably. That's true. <laughs> I'm not a good athlete. <laughs> very bad athletic. Very talent. Uh, very enjoyable to watch, though. Yeah. To me, run? Yeah. Yes. Don't. Don't. Yeah, watch me run. Toddler don't. run. It is. Is he going to fall? Is he going to fall? Oh, he fell. (laughs) (laughs) He's sitting on his butt crying. Oh, Oh, toddler. I do do cry a lot when I run. (laughs) That's perfect. All right. Well, you guys, check us out at patreon.com slash fastbreakbreakfast. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at fastbreakbreak. You guys are the best. Thanks for listening. And remember, breakfast is the most important thing. Yeah, never apologize for being G&G. Fair break, break, man. You understand?